Tish. And I'm Linda. And I'm Juliana. And this is episode four of The Doctor's Companions, a Doctor Who Rewatch podcast. This week we're talking about season one, episodes six, seven, and eight. Three Three for three. Um, that's basically because the next episode is a two-parter, so we had to keep those together. Yeah. So we're shoving these three together for your listening pleasure. Yeah. Super duper sized. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about Doctor Who news or something. Uh, it's, just... our, it's personal news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's We're also- trying to be like real people and start this with a conversation. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Juliana and I went to Ottawa Comic Con this past weekend. We did. So awesome. And the Doctor Who Society of Canada was there, and we got some pictures in the TARDIS. We did. We were inside the TARDIS. We basically, lo- that's like the highlight of it was, Comic Con. It was the highlight of Comic Con for me. Taking a bunch of pictures with Doctor Who stuff. And the Daleks were there. The Daleks. They're big. They were like Daleks. Size. I know. I but I didn't for they're some beautiful. reason I expected them to be like <laughs> like they're like they're our height. That's yeah. Cool. There were like people inside them. No, they no, were just but displays. They, well, they did move. We saw them that one time. But yeah, one of them was moving. Yeah. I don't. I doubt anyone. I don't think they were. I feel like it was like remote. Because it isn't doing everything they do in the show. No. Like really moving around. It wasn't like, I'm going to sucker you to death. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been terrifying if it was actually going around saying exterminate and like moving its little things. Uh, I I think it just the whole thing moved, not its eye stock or anything. No. Um, Yeah, so we got pictures of stuff. Um, There were like cutouts of all the companions and doctors so you could take pictures of them. I got a selfie with uh, Matt Smith. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pen was hanging outside the TARDIS. Yeah, it was super cool. What is it? K9 was there. Yeah, K9 was there, and there was a couple of them, I think. Yeah, there was more than one K9. There was a display one, and then there was one like rolling around the floor. Rolling around the floor. That sounds (laughs) different than I mean. The floor, you know, the floor. Comic Con, the floor. (laughs) The vendor floor. We don't know because that was our first Comic Con, so we were new to it all. Yeah, Billy Piper was here at Comic Con. We didn't get yeah. to see her, but she was in the building mm-hmm. at the same time as us. Does that count? We were so, totally so cool. cool. We were so close, so close to, to her. Here. Yeah, it was cool. I enjoy it. Did yeah. people dress up like in Doctor Who characters? Yeah, yeah. we did see a few fezzes. We saw a couple fezzes. I saw one or two. Of the tenant in the the pinstripe brownish. Yeah, suit. I think I saw at least one girl that had like a like his suit as a dress kind of cute oh, that's little cute. thing. Yeah, really mm. cute. But yeah, we saw. I'd say like most are Matt Smith. Well, like things like the fez are so you spot that in the crowd. Yeah, that red it's fez. A, it's a hat. You know the Shriners. Sorry, I had to explain it to <laughs> Kim too. She's like, what are you guys talking about spotting a fez? And I was like, you know, the little red hat, the Shriners, and the little bikes and the parades. Yeah. <laughs> they wear them. Yeah, he wears that, like, that's, like, his look. But it's, it's... It's 11th Doctor. Yeah, but it's not, like, what he wears every episode. I know, episode. he wears it, like, he one, wears episode, it, like one episode. But, it's but it so became, funny. like, this, like, iconic <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was Comic-Con. Um... There's pictures on my Facebook page, because I have a Facebook page now, <laughs> if you're into that. <laughs> um, 
of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I put, well, the ones yeah. of me. I didn't put all of them up there. But, um, yeah, facebook.com slash Tish Chambers page. You can look at stuff. <laughs> See what we're talking Some about. Some of the who the pictures, yeah. I tried to give one a little kiss. It wasn't really into it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was fun. There's a lot of Doctor Who things there. There was some panels about, like, making Doctor Who props and costumes yeah. and stuff. Um, I mean, it Obviously, was. Billy Piper was there, so she would have had a Q&A. Yeah. yeah. Not on the day that we were no, there. No, it's unfortunate. And she would have done photo ops and stuff, but... Yeah. I mean, Doctor Who's such a big, like, component of nerd culture. Yeah, it was a big part thing on the floor. Is, yeah. Everyone loves Doctor Who. They didn't charge, like, an arm and a leg to get in with the props and stuff. Yeah, it was, like, a donation for Chio. Donation for Chio of any amount, so, yeah. And they said if you give $5 or more, you could enter into a draw to win an inflatable Dalek. Yeah. But we didn't Mm -hmm. go back for that because we decided to go to Q&A. So, yeah, come on, Doctor Who. It was good. Good times. Good first Comic-Con experience for us. Yeah. That's fun. I was dressed as Ariel, just if you're wondering. <laughs> Very <was> casual <laughs> cosplay, like hipster yeah. Ariel. I was dressed as myself <laughs> in, in my X-Men t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I I don't know. I felt like I should have cosplayed, but I just went did not As get the there. Weeping Willow again. The Weeping Willow? <laughs> weeping Angel, sorry. There wasn't Weeping Angel, like, dress oh, yeah. or whatever yeah. there that was amusing to me <laughs> kind of badly made badly angel made statue there's a badly made we pretend angel. to be scared of yeah i, think I, saw that well, I feel like it looks yeah. like i'm grabbing your boob in that picture let me protect you that's <laughs> <laughs> funny well i'm looking at it I'm looking Obviously. at it too, but no, it's... you're looking at oh, the camera. I... Oh, my my hand I'm like, oh no, and you're just like, ah, look. Juliana knows not to look at it. Yeah, you have so to look at you it. have to look at it. Because at first I was posing like, look, it's a weeping yeah. angel, and then I was like, oh wait, I have to look at yeah, it. Yeah, but see, I wasn't worried. But I knew you were looking at it, so I could look <laughs> leaving the responsibility to me. What if I blinked? We're she was putting double protection. We screwed up then. I think it was good there were like enough people Amy there should have taught you how to blink and not blink. Blink with <laughs> I definitely just did it as though they could all <laughs> This is what we're talking about, guys. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, so that was Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Who stuff at Comic-Con. That was fun. Uh, so, at the beginning of each episode, we want to ask a question. We're actually going to ask it at the end of each episode, <laughs> each episode, so you guys have a chance to send us your answers, and we're going to answer it in the next one. But we're just starting now, so here's the question we chose <laughs> for our first question. Who is your favorite one-off Doctor's Companion? By yeah. which we mean just basically anyone that helped him out for one episode. One episode. One episode. <laughs> one episode. <laughs> Not necessarily a companion, whatever. Who showed up in an episode. In an episode basically. that you really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got the idea from uh, a blog article on Geek and Sundry where they had like a top 10. So, like, Sally yeah. Sparrow was like one of the top ones. Craig Owens. Craig Owens. Storm Um, I can't even remember them now. Adelaide. Jenny. Jenny. So yeah, people that just kind of showed up for once and was another, an addition to the 
companion, his companion <laughs> group, I yeah. guess. So, guys, what are what's your favorite? Well, I seem to be one of the strongest feelings yes. about mine. Yeah. Like, my favorite is Sally Sparrow. I love the episode Blink. I feel like part of it is also, like, I don't really... Martha's my least favorite companion, like, true companion. <laughs> and she's not in that episode, and I really enjoy it, so I don't know if that's some of it. But, like, she's so smart, she has to fend for herself so much in that episode. Like, the mm-hmm. doctor's kind of, I mean not really for most, there. Of, it, for most there. of it you know what i mean so like she really has to kind of put it all together and try and figure out what he's telling her and fend for herself and i like her and i think she would have been a better full-time companion <laughs> than martha so <laughs> i come down the size ally sparrow i agree she probably would have been my favorite but i didn't want to pick one that you already picked i appreciate that um and i was <laughs> trying to think of one that i liked and you couldn't so you broke the rules <laughs> I have, a, I have a controversial <laughs> answer, guys. Um, just for argument's sake, I'm going to say that Donna could be considered a one-off companion <clears throat> because she was there just for the Christmas special. In that episode, she was a one-time companion. We didn't know that she was going to come back. <laughs> See, I still don't know she's coming back, so I guess it could yeah, be. You could have well, chosen I would her. argue <laughs> if it ended, like, at between that episode and her showing up on the show, she'd be a one-off companion. But as soon as she shows back up, doesn't that thus make her no For longer that, a one-off companion? Within that story, she's taking the place of a Well, technically, Rose, companion. she's in the first one. Until second episode, she's a one-off <laughs> companion. No. no. <laughs> because from the very beginning, she's, like, the main character. I'm just saying. This is a Christmas special. <laughs> I'm just saying, for argument, I know. I'm just saying, just getting around. She kind of was a one-time companion. For all I know, I don't know if they planned to bring her back after that one episode. At first, I don't know if that was the plan. That's why they left it open. I don't know. I know that for that episode, she is like a really good companion, though. She is a good companion. I'm mostly just trying to get a rise out of you. Mostly I couldn't think of another one. It was my question. I didn't think about it before today. But I did think of that. Like, maybe she could be considered. We'll put an asterisk beside Donna. <laughs> maybe. All right, so, Lynn, you've watched... What have you watched so far now? Uh, I finished season three up, plus the Christmas special. There was two on that one, right? There's, like, a ten-minute one. And there was like a full yeah. I think it yeah. gave you that little the chill the save the children <laughs> special or whatever. No. Yeah, the red nose date like some comic relief special little I thing. Couldn't I even decide <laughs> watching that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that was a little gotcha. thing for something else, but um, yeah. So I'm gonna your... choose Kylie Minogue. Obviously, <laughs> sexy little. <laughs> spaceship server like saves the day eventually with him so she sacrifices herself yeah i know and she just wanted to s- travel and like see other things and he did it for her mm-hmm. she looked really good the entire episode yeah it's not hard for her to look boots. good <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah that's a good that one that's a cute episode when it they is. like land on earth she's like oh my god i'm on an alien planet <laughs> yeah so planet. He's like helping it's out cute. poor little Kylie Minogue. <laughs> yeah. That's that a good a one. Tragic end. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I want to see the world, so I'm just going to sacrifice myself. Um, he finds good people that are inspired to 
He's drawn to them. Uh, we'll discuss world. that later in the episode with Adam about his uh, <laughs> choice for one-off companions. <laughs> well, Rose, Adam was not any of our favorite Adam. one-off companions. Who's your le- okay, who's your least favorite one-off? Oh my, I don't know. I haven't I mean, thought right about now I'm it. thinking about Adam. Yeah, right now I'm like, well, Adam's in our head. He's, He's probably one- not my least favorite. I'm sure there's someone else I hate more, but... I feel um, like as far as the co- companion role, like he was definitely... You know, he's on the TARDIS for at least one trip, so he was a companion, and he's the worst. Like, he went off on his own and, like, did stupid things. Everyone else who comes in as, like, the companion helper role, he, like, like, the doctor, like, inspires them, and they do something great, and they, like, reach their potential, but... Adam had, like, no interest in that. He's like, I'm so overwhelmed. Leave me to the (laughs) observation bay. (laughs) Whatever. We'll get to that. I guess. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you guys want to answer that question and send it to us, we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah, and then uh, maybe not the next episode, but whatever, a future episode. Um, but yeah, we'll ask a question at the end as well for you guys to to ponder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's dive into these three episodes <laughs> we have to tackle. <laughs> So, uh, season one, episode six, simply titled Dalek, April 30th, 2005, written by Robert Shearman, directed by Joe Ahern. If I'm pronouncing that correctly? I, I assume so. Don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Quick summary. The doctor becomes the main exhibit at a billionaire's alien museum in I Utah. Argue that's not accurate. Yeah, that's not accurate. Uh, <laughs> but there's something else in there with them. The last member of the most vicious evil species in the galaxy. And if the doctor can't stop it, the whole world may be destroyed. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> How'd you feel about that, Linda? <laughs> well, when you guys were, like, discussing it earlier, like, how poorly it was, like, an introduction to the Daleks, I didn't mm-hmm. feel that way, because I've never, like, when I was first watching it, I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's your introduction, yeah. because it's, you have It really was your first, first introduction to them. So, okay, so what's your first impression about the Daleks? Well, I didn't think they were the most evil species in the entire galaxy. That Yeah didn't come across that way yet, but, um, I thought it was an okay episode. Yeah. What else? Well, I, I, as far as the episode I mean, goes, I, what do you think? I think, Tish, that it may be fair to say, like, you probably have the most issues with the Daleks specifically. I just, it didn't bother me that Picked much. up on that, and that's <laughs> what I wrote a big thing about the Daleks. A little bit of a diatribe. Yeah. Um, I feel like we don't need to discuss, like, the whole plot, though, because no, no. if you're listening to this, you've seen it. Me you're too. obsessed enough with Doctor <laughs> that you're listening to a freaking podcast. Um, the, so. the, I mean, like, they introduce them, and the lights are off, and you just hear the voice and stuff, and I think a lot of that's for, like, the old Who fans that are sitting there, and, I mean, they knew yeah. that the Daleks were going to be introduced, and they were excited for the episode, and mm. they probably heard the voice, and are like, yeah, the Daleks! most badass evil things <laughs> in the universe. Yeah. Um, that's why I think it's a bad, in general, I don't think it's a good introduction to Daleks for the new Only Seen the Series people, because this isn't a returning thing for us. When yeah. you hear that voice in the dark, it doesn't mean anything to us. So I think it was just designed for the older fans, and so we kind of 
miss out on a, a good introduction to this important race thing, baddie, in the Doctor Who world. Because they're gearing it towards people who already know about them and are like, yes, I understand why the Doctor's reacting like this. The Doctor reacts pretty extremely. But mm-hmm. given his history with them, you can't well, we don't know that. blame him. No. That's, well, my, that's my argument, basically, is that it's don't a show, Do we know who he fought in the Time War? No, because we barely heard any mention of it. Does he explain that in this episode, though? That gets yeah, that, brought up. Um, yeah, this is where we learn more about... The Time War. He told Rose about the Time War. Yeah, but... Not like, any specific species. No, he wasn't like, we fought the Daleks and blah, blah. But this episode, it, Did he learned... say Daleks before? Yeah. No. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. he, he hasn't said that. In this sir, episode, But this episode, says, we learn, like, that's who the big... The big thing was Time Lords versus Daleks, and we all died. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel... I don't... I don't feel like... They're hard to take seriously, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That was my other thing, is that as someone who doesn't know that they're the most evil things, which I know now, watching the whole series, but seeing that first episode, it's like, this thing is not look scary. Mm-hmm. It's like a creature or monster <laughs> could look. Just its look. You're like, that thing is evil and fucked up and scary. This is like... Not like a I see that it's looks like a tank it's made for war which is very appropriate for what we know of the Daleks now but, but the voice the voice is a little silly cartoonish the right. whole like just rum like just rolling around smoothly it's not it's not like fast and it's just like slow and like it has a suction cup like really I like that they at least brought that up though they they, yeah. they were tongue in cheek with that with, are you gonna suction your death and then he does yeah <laughs> they do again that's like cause I think they know like you know we didn't create these or bring them back we have to bring them back we know that a suction cup on the end of a little arm is <laughs> let's be honest yeah but again that's kind of catering to like the older fans and they kind of address like these things that the older fans know is kind of silly that they have a suction cup, they can't go upstairs, which they change in this yeah. episode. But, like, for us, we we don't really get the joke of, like, haha, I can't go upstairs. Because as far as we know, I don't know if I can go upstairs. I've just met this thing. I don't know what it's capable of. It just fly. It doesn't need to go upstairs. I know. It just levitates. But in the old series, they couldn't In the levitate. old series, they couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't. Mm. They just, like, it up. They were defeated by a pair of, instead of flight of stairs. So, yeah, that <laughs> joke was for old Who fans. I just yeah. felt like there was too much of that in this episode, and that's like, I don't know, you met them for the first time, but like watching this, it's like thinking about, like if this is my first introduction to the Daleks, it's just, and that Dalek was They killed ex- a lot of people. It was pretty bad. To be fair. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know. It was just... more like in self-defense. They were like shooting at him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just it wasn't one. like maliciously like going out. That's the thing, because they're dogs, they're not malicious, they have no human qualities, they're just like, I must kill everything. They just Daleks believe that they are live. the superior race, and thus everything should be Dalek. Anything different. Yeah. It's not, yeah. And so you have to, it's weird though, because you have to think of them as like, not malicious. Because it seems malicious, but it's not, it's just, yeah, to them that's seem, the logical answer. Yeah. Killing like seems malicious because we're human. Human, but exactly. But, but they, they don't well, have my, my thing about the dogs is that, I mean, we know now, I say we, whatever, you've seen the entire series, I know that they're capable of, like, 
schemes a little bit and like they'll do like, well, a little we more find creative. that even at the end of season one in terms of a scheme, a plan. Yeah, that's long term plan. But it's all just like just to get rid of humans, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Get rid of humans. They're not really big on the human thing. Yeah. Like they want to eliminate everything except Dalek or convert things to Dalek. Mm-hmm. But as far as like baddies and things that the doctors come up against, they're very because they're not human, they're just like, we need to kill everything. Like, they do eventually get more creative with, like, weird schemes and stuff. And even, like, turning people into Daleks and, like, weird things like that. But, uh, I would argue that someone like the Master, who is, like, has human qualities and has, like, a troubled childhood and, like, stuff going on. He's, like, a, you know, mentally insane. Literally. Like, basically. A little, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, someone like that is much more terrifying because you don't know what he's going to do. You don't know what his motives are. You don't know like the dogs you at least know their end game yeah they might do something unexpected to get there but you know what the, once you kind of cut onto them you know what they're trying to do but someone like the master a new creative weird creature baddie human you don't even know what they're doing you don't know what they're scheming against you don't know who they've teamed up with but the dogs wouldn't team up with anyone because they're only they hate every, literally everyone so just as a bad goes, they're not terrifying because they don't look scary and they don't really do human things that would, like, get to us in a human way. You know what I mean? Like, there are some episodes of Doctor Who and, like, Moffat is really good at this where he takes things from, like, our everyday lives and makes them scary. And he did some of the best, like, scary episodes and stuff like that. It's just, you have to tap into, like, the human. Well, I would argue even the Cybermen, which are close to Dalek in terms of, uh, no, without the human emotions mm-hmm. and stuff, are more frightening because they, like, are humans or, and they have they the human, to be. they have yeah. human characteristics because they look mm-hmm. like humans and stuff, whereas you don't have any of that even with the Daleks. Yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, like, because they open it up and show, like, the what a Dalek actually is, the inside mm-hmm. thing, and, like, it looks kind of frail. <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, that's what I'm scared of, that little Well, that was his, like, dying form, though. No, that's, mm-hmm. what, they no, that's, like. that's what they look like. We see them look. a few more times. But in general, you see, like, the whole thing of a Dalek. Like, yeah. they don't live without no. that thing. When they, like, procreate or whatever they do, it's that yeah. thing. Yeah. It's so, kind of like their brain more than anything else. That little, so yeah, the little squishy thing. <laughs> they don't live outside of the, the little squishy know. octopus thing. <laughs> so yeah, I had some issues <laughs> with that. Apparently, um, I just think they could have done a better episode and a better introduction to the Daleks if they had treated it as more of a fresh introduction to these things. And we had to get to know them. They're just assuming that, like, you know about them because they're old fans. But I will say they did a really good job with how the Doctor reacted to the Dalek. If you don't know anything about the Daleks, that's how you learn about them. Is that they're so horrible that they've changed the Doctor, who we know to be, like, so good and, like, wants to help everyone. Even he's, like, don't even give them a chance. And that's so out of character for him so far. How did you react to that, the Doctor's big change? Um, like, up until this point, he's never been, like, so, like, against something, so it was, mm-hmm. like... No, it's, like, the first time you've seen him, like... But at the same point, like, there's his reaction to the Daleks, but then, like, after 
Rose touches it, it's, like, also, like, not that terrifying. So it's, like, Mm -hmm. is he overreacting? Like, I don't really know what all the fuss is about. Like, (laughs) that's my thing. It's a bad introduction because it was an anomaly Dalek. Like, it wasn't even a regular Dalek. We got to know... And it was such a absurd... Um, it's like, oh, he took <laughs> the biomass of a time traveler and like, like rejuvenated him, yeah. but now he also is. Care- and I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Husky. For the- <laughs> I don't know. I like the doctor's reaction. I thought that was guy. It was nice mm-hmm. to see him so dark. I mean, like he tells yes. he tells the Dalek. The Dalek's like, I need orders. He's like, go kill yourself. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, dude. <laughs> like. Yeah, that part is definitely really good. I mean, like, I, I, I liked that part of the episode, his reaction. We learned a little bit more about the time war through it, and so I... And we learned about the doctor. We yeah. see this different side of him. And, and we that about he the won. Dogs through that. He won the time war. Well, after... Did he win? But that's... Exactly. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? You said he only won after the Dalek, like, like, disassembled himself, right? At the very end of the episode? At the very end of the episode, he said, that he now won I the won, I'm the last one. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty... It's like a sad win. Yeah, yeah. but that's... <laughs> I've lost win. absolutely everything. I won. Great. I mean, he already thought he had killed them all. Yep. Sad. He almost killed Rose. In this yeah, episode. I mean, they almost always get killed. <laughs> I mean, they I know, almost but got I killed like by, like, I, zombie I, things be, a couple of times. But for me, ago. like, he wasn't in the same danger as she was in this one, because he's, like, yeah. closed close the... He took a risk. Close the whatever they're called, you know what I mean? And he thinks that the Dalek... He doesn't know the Dalek has weird rose feeling <laughs> inside yeah, it. And, like, imagine how fucked up he would have been if the Dalek had killed Rose. Like, would have been his yeah. fault. I don't think he would feel that bad. Really? It's like, no, I don't know, know for that long. I'm gonna leave her in a bit. He would have, like, gone off his own and gone to the dark place and then mm-hmm. come back. Because he does that a couple times. Every time he, like, Every loses, time he loses, a loses a companion. A companion. He has to go to this dark place. Yeah. I don't know. This episode is also used, of course, to kind of inform the audience for the season finale. So you don't have to mm-hmm. go through the whole do- Dalek explanation again. They don't have time for that in the finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. they wanted to set up the Daleks as being and in, in the, the gag- big bad at the end. Yeah, it functioned for that as well. Yeah, well, I can't, again, because the Daleks are such a big part of the old series, and, like, that's, like, the big one thing that everyone would want to see come back. They're like, let's make the Daleks... The season one. The season finale thing. So, of course, they had to introduce them before. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, this is the episode that they used for that introduction. So what do you think about, like, Henry Van Staten and all that other shit in this episode? (laughs) If it wasn't the first Dalek episode, like, as an adventure... Oh, yeah, he had a pretty good mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Very evil. Oh, yeah, he totally looked the part of, like, an evil genius. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I did not like him at all. I think, also, I hate hearing American accents in the middle of British shows, because it sounds so dull and monotone compared to the lovely the, British the lovely jaunty British accent. Yeah. You know, if there's, like, an American accent in any British show I watch, I'm like, oh, he sound weird. Yeah. If I'm used to the British accent. I don't know. Like, I think he played the part well. He, the, In terms of, like, the actual acting of Van mm-hmm. Staten. I don't like him as a character, but you're not supposed to. I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> he 
tortures the doctor at one point because he knows he's an alien. Yeah. You know, and he's trying to just use alien races for their technology and that sort of stuff. What did he say he got from alien technology? Bandwidth? Um, I have this all down here so we can discuss what we think (laughs) if this is, like, realistic. Uh, He owns the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, His thing is 54 floors underground vault in Utah. I think well, that's believable. They would do that They have in the those desert, silo things. For sure. Plus, considering they film in Cardiff, also practical. <laughs> <laughs> um, alien artifacts, like, being auctioned around the black market for that's many years. That's realistic. Yeah. I'm sure that probably I mean, happens. If, yeah. Not actual alien No, stuff. but, like, if, they, if we had actual alien artifacts, there would be a black market for I'm it, sure for there sure. is for people who think it's alien artifacts. Mm-hmm. Um... The Dalek itself has passed hands for 50 years. That seems a little less likely to me that because it could, like, speak and stuff. Like, that it's it alive. hadn't. Yeah. And no done. one else has done anything with yeah. it, really. No, that doesn't seem realistic. Um, they got broadband from Roswell. <laughs> which is, yeah. Um, they have the cure for the common cold, but of course they won't tell anyone because, because they can't they make money the off the cure. Because they want the pharmaceutical, yeah. True. That's completely believable. Oh, totally. I think that's happens. the most believable thing. <laughs> Literally, or it's like already happening. Yeah. Um, he can wipe employees' memories. Can't they do that, though? Men in black? We, <laughs> I don't know if we've uh, perfected um, specific memory loss like that. You can definitely give people... I think we can definitely give people memory loss, but it's not like Eternal Sunshine where you yeah. pick like a specific thing and you can race... I don't, yeah. I don't think you could ever completely erase, like, a person. Like that, maybe a time in your life. Well, yeah, because, I mean, they say, like, oh, he won't even know where he, when who he is tomorrow. Like, yeah, completely so wiping, like, that yep, would be. Somewhere that starts with R or S or C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he mm. wants to change the president. Well, that co- corporations having political control to a certain degree is very accurate. Oh, yeah. Um, the actual changing of the president, they have to at least pretend to have democracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know. Um, and this episode was in 2005, but the, I mean, it was set in, in 2012, in yeah. yeah. which they didn't know then, but now we know that Obama was the president, was the president then. Yeah. So that's who he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like Obama. Yep. Which isn't He's a Republican. So, <laughs> Van, whatever his name is, has been collecting alien stuff before, like, the crash in London. I thought that was, like, Earth's first experience with aliens. But apparently it's not. That like, was the first, um... Public admission mm-hmm. that it's aliens. But maybe? at the end of it, they just wrote it off they as a hoax. They wrote it off as a hoax. So, yeah. I mean... Like, things like Roswell and stuff, right, like, happened yeah, like years ago, so... Yeah, like, little alien things always been happening. Mm-hmm. Well, this is suggesting that, Suggesting like, that, like, all of... those little things that happen are aliens. I mean, there's a and... Cyberman head. Yeah. I don't know what happened in the old series. I don't know if Cyber... I guess Cyberman would have been on Earth, if oh, anywhere. Oh, that, that white head was the The Cyberman? head with the handle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was the old Cyberman design. old Cyberman design, yeah. Again, it has for the, the old has, viewers. But it has the Slavine hand... Yeah, yeah, she recognized that. But that is before every. No, no. it's after. Okay, no, it's yeah. after. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting my my London. current timeline mixed up with the roses <laughs> timeline. Yeah, aliens in London. Yeah. and the Sylvine happened in yeah. 2005, yeah, yeah. six, whatever, so, a year after she left. So, I mean, he's lots of stuff. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was uh, what we had down for science fact or fiction mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all that kind of stuff we think that's possible um there are a couple things to note yep uh in regards to the overall thing what was our bad wolf reference in this episode <laughs> <laughs> when the helicopter is landing they're saying bad wolf one is landing yeah you're not really yeah meant to. <laughs> if it's your first time watching too like i don't know if i when i, had to go I, back I don't think to i picked it. it out until like the one you know written on the side of the target. Yeah, when yeah. I see it, I don't really see that one. It. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like all the little ones, the second time I watch them, I'm like, oh, because you know what you're looking for. You're not so meant You're not to. really meant to. It's for like people to find out about and yeah. go back and look and for just for the writers and the showrunners to have their little kind of joke, like yep. little things that they like to add. Yeah. Um, I think sure. in one of these episodes, I read in the trivia something Something on the bomb was like bad wolf in like German or something. I'm like, no one's gonna get yeah, that. Yeah, like, my can't even see it. My let Germans alone translate it. Rusty. <laughs> so yeah, they like to put a lot of that stuff in. Same with like Torchwood. They start mentioning that all the time once yeah. that's introduced. But um, plus it's yeah. an anagram for Doctor Who. So. Yeah, well that's how they chose it. But um, yeah, they like to just put that stuff in. Uh, and Cyberman head, that's what I had in the vault, yeah. that they don't... It's pretty important. We, as first-time watchers, are don't not really supposed to really know what that what is. What that is. But we will. Yeah, it'll look <laughs> different, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's close. It still is basic. The handlebars. The handlebar. I thought because it was so, white, I'm like, that's an alien. I don't... I've seen <laughs> that before. Yeah. Um, alright, so... I watched Confidential. Do I watched, watched Confidential. Confidential. Yep. Oh, I forgot to mention. In case you haven't figured, figured, figured it out. Juliana and I are Whovians, yep. like obsessed, seen it a bunch of times, and Linda is our resident newbie. New, new Whovian. <laughs> She's our new Whovian. Um, yeah, so that's why we can ask her for her first impression. She's watching it as we go. And like yeah. she said, you're up to... Finish season three. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, so. she's watching ahead so we can talk slowly. Like, at least about some of the soon, stuff. Soon, someday, but... we'll be able to talk about everything. <laughs> but we're trying not to ruin it for her. Yeah. All right. So, Julian and I watch Confidential, which is behind the scenes stuff. If you don't know, Doctor Who Confidential. Yeah. It's a show that goes along with it. Uh, this episode, they were talking about just the Daleks being back. Showing a lot of old footage of the original Dalek. Daleks. Talking about the lead up in in uh, Britain when because people knew that this episode was gonna be bringing back the Daleks mm-hmm. and it was like people were like excited and, like yeah. counting down like they're showing <laughs> I have to watch Who tonight they're showing the Daleks and yeah it was like a big deal <laughs> even if you weren't a Dalek uh, Doctor Who fan it's so part of the British culture Daleks yeah. and the TARDIS like it's just a thing that you see because it's like such a big it's reference. Huge pop culture reference so pretty much everyone would be interested to see like if they were different or because they at least know what they look like mm-hmm. um i noticed in this watching of confidential which i've also seen uh many times that they were showing the old daleks there's one that was or a bunch of them that were uh white with gold as their little metal bits, yeah which i thought was really pretty <laughs> because i'm really into like white and gold now 
Like, my phone is white and gold case, and, like, my desktop like, background is white and gold. My so I saw that. I was like, I guess I haven't watched this in the last, like, year or so that this has been, like, my preferred color scheme. Because I was like, oh, my God, they're so pretty. I need one. <laughs> like, I really, I never really was into, like, Dalek, like, the design or, like, to have one. Like, I have some TARDIS things or, like, Doctor Who things. But, like, I never really wanted a Dalek, but now I really want, like, a Dalek if we, model. If we can find white a white and gold and one. Gold, or I'll paint it paint myself it, yeah. if I have to. <laughs> it's just so pretty. Was that, the were they a gold. specific one? Yeah, I looked them up because I wanted to see, like, when. Because they change looks, they like, change every time looks, they come back. Yeah, it kind of depends on, because there's, we see a lot of different colors throughout. I yes. mean, there's kind of, like, the just regular one, but. Yeah, so I looked it up. The white important. and gold are called the Imperial Daleks, and they were Ooh. a faction of Daleks loyal to their creator, Davros, rather than the Dalek Supreme. Okay. Which we will. Linda doesn't know. Yeah, doesn't know those. When is so, Davros like, coming? Like the end of season four? four. Yeah. Like Dalek royalty. He's like a human that. Created them, but he's yeah. also kind of part Dalek. He has like the eye stock, and it's he's like a human as opposed to like Davros was like created them. I guess what does he create? That seems weird now that I think about that they have a creator that they're not just like this evil race. But anyway, the Dalek Supreme would be like a Dalek that was in charge of them. Mm. So these ones, and being Daleks, I guess they wouldn't even they would rebel against their creator Davros because he's not. It's not Dalek, exactly. So I don't know, they were pretty. That's my <laughs> point. <laughs> pretty Daleks, that's what I want. Alright, so we're going to give each episode a grade. That's yes. how we're going to rate. Cause, uh, I thought that would be more fun than like a 1 to 5 or like whatever, however other people rate things. <laughs> um, so, Linda, what did you grade this? going to give it a solid B. It was not my favorite episode, but it was okay. Nothing. Average. <laughs> yeah, average. like average for Doctor Who. Par. What did you think? I also rated it a B. Um, I didn't have quite as many issues with the Dalek introduction <laughs> as you did. I thought, you know, for, for the practical use of the episode that it worked out just fine, and I like the doctor's reaction, so it gets, it gets a B, because I really, you know, I was, I was kind of bored of Van Staten, and, oh, yeah. and like, oh my god, <laughs> half the episode is just Adam and Rose running, and at that point, I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this whole, feel like, first season probably is going to be around bees. Yeah, like, I tried to also, like, it is first season, I'm trying, I guess, I'm I'm Don't compare it to like rated season on six. Or I'm trying not to like for yeah. for what it was. I thought it was, it was a B. I don't know. It was um, a B. <laughs> I just gave it a B minus <laughs> because I did have some. I think it did have a lot of good stuff. Um, even in regards to like introducing the Daleks, how it showed the different side of the Doctor and kind of introduced the Daleks through the Doctor's reaction. Like that was good. Yeah. Um, the other stuff. I don't know, the Van Staten and Adam and all that kind of stuff I wasn't into, so... I think it could have been better, but it was a good... It was a solid episode. Stuff happened. Danger. (laughs) Doctor reacting. Danger. Danger. (laughs) Alright, we'll move right along to episode 7, The Long Game. Is that a reference to something in this episode, or is that... I think it's a reference to the fact that 
it's part of the evil mm, plan yeah, in the finale. Just, <laughs> just thinking, I'm like, that doesn't really go with this episode, but knowing how this season ends. Yeah. I get you, I get you. Okay. So that was <laughs> May 7th, 2005, written by Russell T. Davies, directed by Brian Grant. The Doctor and Rose arrive in the year 200,000 to greet the... F- to... <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> to see. In the year 200,000 <laughs> to see the fourth great and bountiful human empire. But something has gone wrong. Someone is holding back the development of mankind. Who could have done this and why? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Lassie? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a weird concept for him to be like, I know where humans are at this time. And then he's like, wait, this is wrong. Yeah. It's another weird time thing of like, timelines going on. Um, so, first thoughts, Linda, on this, this uh, another, Satellite like, 5? Meh episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not enough Doctor and Rose. Is my it was thing. fine. I liked, um, what was her, what the court was? Kathika. Kathika. <laughs> and I liked how she was, like, sassy and she's, like, spelled out her name just to make sure <laughs> yeah. she got a promotion. Like, that was a fun character. I liked her. Mm. But, like... They brought Adam. <laughs> I think. Yep. I think the doctor brought Adam because he wanted Rose was feeling lonely. She didn't have anyone to relate to about like mm-hmm. feeling that she's a time traveler now. Time traveler <laughs> it's now. a lot to handle. Like she can relate to the doctor, but she can't really. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, I guess we'll bring Adam for you, Rose." Yeah, because he did offer to bring Mickey before. Yeah, she I think that he happen. brought Adam. <laughs> By the end, it seems like he brought him just to show Rose, like, how inadequate humans are. Like What not to do. Someone's like, yeah, we'll bring along this little guy. I think he's a genius, but you'll see. You'll see he's just another stupid human. Like, he doesn't <laughs> like Adam. He's not impressed with him. And he's kind of... I think he just does it to humor Rose. Because at the end of the episode before, she's like, he wants to see the stars. And so he's like, whatever. I don't really care. Just bring him along. Does it for Rose, he knows whatever. he's not going to last long. Like, he doesn't yeah. have what it takes. But I do like how, like, he helps Rose, like, impress Adam at the start. Yeah, that's adorable. It's the year 2000, and this is what's going to (laughs) happen. Go through that door. I'm like, that's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. That's cute. Daddy wanted to do that for her, have her have that fun. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think I hated this episode as much as you guys. I like the social commentary of this episode. (laughs) I, like, really got into that, so. Yeah, I think the that big kind of underlying moral of the story kind of thing was really good and smart. But the thing with the, the information, <laughs> the sci-fi of the, yeah. the science of the science fiction was a little, I don't know, lame. Like sometimes I feel like they make up stuff like sciencey stuff just to like, they have an end goal in mind, like this kind of baddie or this kind of resolution so let's make up some nonsensical science to make that happen. And in this I case, it was do. like light coming Info into her brain funny. and hands on the panels and like <sighs> using the people as computers. And Was it like, only the journalists get those computer chips? Or was it everyone on the satellite? It sounded like everyone, because when Adam wanted to get one, she it wasn't like a big deal. He didn't need to no. be anyone special. She was just like, no, you have to have a chip Plus, to like, use computers. I would assume that like the vendors and stuff would need to at least like interact with computers. 
on yeah. a basic level. Yeah. It seems like you need that chip to but, uh, even interact with any sort of computer. But she wasn't that surprised that he didn't have one. No. I so don't Students know. come in and out when they, all the time. Okay, because we're on Satellite 5. Which is around Earth. Yes, because we don't go very far from Earth in no, season God one. God forbid. <laughs> At least we're not on Earth. Well, he's trying to show her, like, this is what human ends up yeah. in 200,000 years. But, like... And it was I, supposed to be really great, but then it was, like... I always laugh slums. because when they do the scene and it's all, like, the vendors opening up, mm-hmm. I feel like we're the humans from WALL-E. Like, the fat... <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that's what those people become <laughs> with this. If if this had continued and the doctor hadn't stopped this, we'd be WALL-E. <laughs> yeah. That's all I could think of every time I see it. <laughs> People in chairs, yeah. rolling around eating, and learning about the news. That's all fake. <laughs> yeah, everything's literally just, like, fed into them, and yeah. they don't think for themselves at all. Yep. That's kind of the theme here. Yes. Very much so. <laughs> so yeah, so people get the news. They use people's brains as processors to the news, but the news is being altered by someone. And everyone's just like, this is my floor, and I never leave this floor unless I get promoted to floor 500. It's like a weird class system, but For sure, also yeah. not because they don't even know what's going on on the other floors. It's really weirdly but like isolated. They use, but because it's so isolated, they use promotions. I mean, promotions are used really as a way to get rid of people because it's it's as soon as they know people are like, Thinking for themselves or having doubt or questioning. They're like, you're promoted, and then you come up here and we kill you. But, like, because of that, they have people vying for promotion. People are literally, like, trying to compete with one another in order to eventually be destroyed. So it's, like, really messed up. Yeah, they, like, dangle that in front of people as a way to get them motivated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, what really happens is beyond the point, because they just think they leave. But they're still, like, using that as motivation. Like a reward, because it's so shitty down on 137 or whatever <laughs> floor they're on. Um, so let's talk about, like, Adam as a companion, like, versus Rose. What do you think of Adam as a companion? <laughs> Did you love him, Linda? <laughs> he didn't bother me as much as, like, didn't we? okay, he's, like, he messed up. Yeah. Well, but, like, that's expected, I guess. Like, he's not going to be an awesome, like, Rose. But, like, I do, he was, like, a sort of a Debbie Downer, like, saying, like, oh, I have to go, like, take a breather. This is too much. Like, yeah, get like, in there. You're in space. you want to, like, yeah. yeah, explore? Like, you're in space in the year like, 200,000. Why are you not, like, holy crap? He, like, begged them to get on there, and then he's like, oh. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. He's, like, one of the worst contemporary companions because literally everyone else the doctor like interacts with like steps up to the challenge even Kathika like steps up in the end and Adam like from the beginning he's just kind of I'll just do my own thing I'm not interested in like helping you help people and investigate I think in some ways, chip in my head. though, like, I think that's... His main um, goal is to get the chip. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of, like, a realistic, though, thing that could happen. Like, obviously, not everyone's going to be Rose, and I think his selfishness and his um, drive to, like, get stuff that can help him in his life and, like, looking at the future in that way mm-hmm. is at least very realistic of how some people would react Yeah, going to the future. So... 
it's selfish and it's also like he already knows like he's going home he's not I know, invested he's already, like he's not no he's already like so i'm just here until they can get i'm me gonna back. take what i can get before i have to go home yeah like a thing that opens up my brain he also though she wouldn't be able to use once he got <laughs> once home, he got so. home <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i think i don't think he really thought actually that one all the way through i think he just got that so that he could get the information like you know what i mean like yeah I feel like he's not very good, like, like, he may be a genius in terms of, like, technology and stuff, but he's not very good at, like, really thinking about the big picture. Yeah. And the vomitomatic was, I don't know <laughs> if it's grosser to vomit or to vomit ice cubes. All I know is it's gross. That would hurt so bad to if throw it's... up an ice cube. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like, know. You can't swallow <laughs> an ice cube. No. <laughs> or does it turn into an ice cube once it's I, like in it said your nano mouth? Things yeah. in your esophagus, so it would come up as like a, a growing ice cube or something. Yeah, that seems. I guess it would be more like soothing. It's cold. <laughs> Doesn't give you like bad breath or like That's rot true, your teeth. But if you're bulimic or something, <laughs> you're just throwing up a lot. Or you're a drunk. <laughs> Don't move your teeth and you're throwing up to spit out ice cubes at people. Yeah. That was a weird... I think they just added that as, like, a funny thing of, like, new technology and just throwing more <laughs> Things at that people are worried about. Yeah. Just to give them, like, even more weird stuff. Adam's also, though, used to show, like, how superior Rose is as a companion. Yep. Yeah. He just doesn't have what it takes. No. I mean, like... The doctor finds other people like Rose, obviously, throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Like, incredibly rare and... Uh, brave. Brave, intelligent, smart. smart people. But not everyone is like that. And he, I think he reminds the audience, like, Rose isn't, like, just, you know... Not every, yeah. not every like, Joe off the street is able to do what she can do. Yeah, like, I had to throw that in in case we were starting to think, like, everyone like steps up and everyone can do this like i could do it if i went to the doctor it's like well i'd like to think i can but i don't know i don't think i'd be adam but i don't no. think i'd be rose either i'd be somewhere in between i would be just scared of everything i would not be like going off on my own and like no. getting sprain surgery no. <laughs> i would, would, would want to stick with them so i didn't get lost yeah and from the tart, I wouldn't want to stray far from the tart. No, I'd be like, I must see the blue box at all times. <laughs> like when you're little box. and your parents are yeah. like, you can run around as long as you can I'd always like, see me. <laughs> you like tether a rope to the TARDIS. Like, yeah. <laughs> bring it with you. Yeah. yeah. I think Adam stepped his game up in the Dalek episode, though. He was like helping Rose get out of there. Yeah, That's totally. True, That's yeah. why he was kind of worthy of bringing yeah. him along. So like... Just messed up this one episode. It went to his head, maybe. He was like, I defeated a Dalek. Yeah. I can do anything. Brain surgery. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Where'd he get that money chip from? The doctor, doctor gave oh. it to them. At He's first. like, oh, we're on a new he, place. We need money. Uh, screwdriver. Sonic oh, okay. <laughs> the machine thing. That'd be handy. The ATM. <laughs> mm. uh, would you guys... <laughs> If you were in that world or, like, in that situation, would you want to get no. a chip in your head so you could interact with computers? Everyone else was getting it. <laughs> it's kind of hard, because, like, if I was, like, in Roses, like, if I was there as, like, a time traveler, the answer is no. If I was there as a person from that time, I'm sure I'd probably get a chip yeah. in my head. So it's... Yeah. I, I think mean, if you grew up with everyone getting chips... Chips, I'd get a chip in my head. But if I was there as, like, a visitor, I'd be like, yeah, no, thanks, I'm good. 
I can get with the no, no chip in the thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd go for like type one with the chip, so you can like as would I the computer. I would certainly not get type two. I don't even think if I had grown up, if I like, I don't, I don't need a. It's very invasive. I don't need a brain window. <laughs> yeah, I have questions about how that's practical. Opening up your brain. It's not it's practical. Not. I mean, like you can't expose your brain like that, even for like a second, like getting air and stuff in there. Doesn't mm-hmm. that? That's like it mess up your brain. Yeah. Like when surgeons Isn't are like, it like a stroke when you get air bubbles in your brain? Well, it wouldn't well, be in your blood. In your no. blood, that would be... Yeah, an embolism. But, like, even if you're having, like, surgery or anything, like brain surgery, like, the longer it's exposed, it's, like, bad. More damaging. Yeah. So being able to just, like... Well, I assume that they your brain. found something to fix that. I guess <laughs> that they can open up your brain. Uh, it's one of the things you just go along with. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if, like, like fine, they make it look, like, seamless with the skin, but if but, you, like, tapped your head, it would be, like, bone sound, and then it would be, like, clink, 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 in that spot, it's metal. <laughs> yeah. And, like, when it pops open, I think it's funny he, like, feels I it. I thought that was really go, good. Like, that was good little... Yeah, good, like, yeah. special effects. He, like, touches it, and they kind of go clink, and they kind of, like, bounce the little doors. Yeah. <laughs> Brain doors. Um, so, the mighty Jagrafess of the Holy Hydrogesic Max and Rodenfo. Worst alien ever. Linda, what did you think? <laughs> That's my whole comment. Did you, did you, were you terrified of the it mighty Jagrafess? It was like a big slug looking thing with like yeah. teeth at the bottom. Yeah. I didn't like, like, oh, that's the bad guy controlling all of Sally 5 for like 90 years. Yeah, it's not really believed. He doesn't look like an I, intelligent. It's my le- it may be my least favorite alien in all of who. Like I'm <laughs> very opposed. You like this less to the than like fest. the plastic blob in the first episode. It's this pretty, one at least has teeth. <laughs> I, yeah, the and thing, he's controlling a satellite. I guess the thing with the plastic blob is like he controls the autons in the first one. So at least mm. there's like kind of something else that's part of it. I don't know. Yeah. I have. I like Simon Pegg. I have issues <laughs> with the Jagrafest. I don't know. It's. I didn't feel like the. I mean, I know the special effects. It's 2005. They're not. But like, I felt like yeah. they weren't even good effects. I just. I really. I didn't love. I did. I disliked. The with Jagrafest. all this buildup of like. I know. Four five hundred and what's happening and, and all this technology and then it's like that's what it is. The mighty he, blah 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 and it's like I'm a, a blob. blob. Does he eat the people that get the promotion? I don't know. I don't know, because, like, Suki was promoted, and she's killed by him, we assume, because they do the shot where she's like, ah! Yeah. But, like, then she's still there to, like, work, because they love there, dead there people There's only, like, do shit on five him. people in there. There must have been yeah. other people that they promoted. So maybe he, so that he could eats eat them. them after they cool down. Because that's <laughs> what he was threat. Wasn't he threatening the doctor and Rose, like, I'm going to feed you to him? Yeah. To Max? Max. Yeah. Not my favorite alien. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so aside from that being like a bad alien, the whole like system of Floor Five Hundred and like the news being changed. There's a good. There's a good message to this episode. Just I didn't really like specific things about it, but the overall thing was really smart. It. 
<laughs> Sorry, I was thinking. Um, like, it really takes, like, what I see as our current society and our current way of consuming the news, and especially the news... I mean, this is coming from a North American perspective and a mm. lot of it kind of a U.S. perspective in terms of, like, news stations showing you, like, a very slanted version of the news and a version mm-hmm. of the news that they want to show you because it, it'll make you think like them. If you compare Fox News and, like, MSNBC, <laughs> it kind of shows you that. And I feel like it's taking that to its absolute extreme and showing how powerful that is and how the media can be used to control people. Um, and I really like that and how we have to think for ourselves because if we don't, this is, you know what I mean? If this we is don't what think for ourselves, so we won't do the thinking. We'll do the thinking for you and that's <laughs> not generally good. And like, you see Kathika go from like this, well, you know, whatever company line to being this awesome person at the end when she's like, this is ridiculous and, yeah, you know. Um, so I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed that. I like the promotion system. Um, mm-hmm. but so, I, and I really, I... Russell T. Davies is a lot because he he also took Cassandra as like an extreme like the ultimate extreme. I was gonna say he does that. He takes our current flaws in society and he likes to use that as fodder for like what will it be in the future when these parts of us get even worse. Yeah. Which brings the question, which uh, the editor says, is this? They're like, oh, people are slaves, whatever. And he says, is a slave really a slave if he doesn't know he's enslaved? Which is a good question are we all slaves yeah slaves to the media (laughs) my answer is yes the same as the doctors a slave is a slave i don't know i don't know but then i guess like do you have to be aware is it it? defined by like the quote slave like is it defined by the action or is it defined by knowing and being unable to escape it yeah I don't know. Big I questions think... here. <laughs> <laughs> I would say yes. A slave is a slave. I don't. Yeah, because the slaver is still getting slaves. And the, <laughs> I mean, in this case, the the part the part the thing I guess that's enslaving the people is aware that he's enslaving the people. So, mm-hmm. so it's n- more about. The person who has I don't know the slave <laughs> slaves the slave owner yeah. I don't know it's about yeah I mean if you don't know that you're a slave it's almost you just... can still perform the actions of being a slave and being unable to escape something just because you know I don't know this is a this is a big question <laughs> I'm not question. smart enough to answer this question <laughs> yeah because you need to think of it as not literally. The word slave is no, 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 in not society, yeah, not in our historical as... context. No, um, more just like I still feel like of... I'm gonna say yes, but I don't necessarily. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Can I? I have one issue with four five hundred. Mm-hmm. That is very important. No. Yeah, when Suki <laughs> gets promoted, she goes up and like the doors open and it's snowing and like is it snowing or is it just like she bumped something and little ice I don't care either way I have issues first of all I find like it looks like it's snowing because like it's on the ground and I, I understand it could be frost build up how they but, show like, cold is like putting snow on everything yeah. but you need there should not be weather <laughs> patterns inside a satellite there shouldn't yeah I think that's just my personal little <laughs> uh well yeah going on Diatide. from that into the science fact or fiction 
Um, my issue with the whole like cold and heat thing is just that space is cold already. Space is really cold. So they wouldn't need like air conditioning to cool him down. They would just need to like not insulate him as much or something. And he's creating so much heat that like the whole thing is hot, but then they're using all the air conditioning. It was just a weird thing. Like if that happened on Earth, then like controlling our temperature would be different. Yeah, but we can breathe outside a building. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not talking about bringing in cold space air <laughs> that doesn't exist because there's no air. I just mean temperature-wise, like, what it, when we send up a space station or whatever, we have to create heat in it because otherwise they would freeze to death just mm-hmm. by being out of our atmosphere. So if that's, like, the automatic is being cold, then, like, it just seems like so much weird. and Like, they wouldn't need to make a space station cold because cold is the default like here in my basement cold it's already cold so i don't need to like make it colder and then but push if it the heat becomes hot, but the thing is it becomes hot right because, because he creates the, so much heat from all the yeah, so they're cooling him down with air conditioning but they don't need to do that they just need to let space okay. cool down but now they can't my, do that dish now is my other if they just didn't insulate him <laughs> and just took his heat away and just let but him be cold i thought that <laughs> I thought more than air conditioning, a lot of it was the fact that they were venting the heat down to the lower floors to get it away from him. him. Which, in that, like, you know what I mean? Which still makes the lower floors warmer. It's the problem that they're not getting rid of the hot air in any way. They're just pushing it around. Yeah, and again, it would be so easy to let the heat out. Would I'm it? not talking about hot air. I just mean, like, insulation or something that would, it would, auto, like, I don't think it would get that hot on a space station. But he's a giant alien. <laughs> you have no idea how much heat he can create. They have to do proper insulation to protect from the sun. So they have to have... Well, we also don't know what's going on in 200,000 years. <laughs> But I just think they would figure out a way to control the temperature better, even with the alien in there. Maybe they thought it was, like, the perfect system. Like, the people down below needed heat, so they got him to give them heat. Also, how cold is it up there? Because Simon Pegg, as the editor, isn't he still a technically a human? Was he alive, though? I, I don't think know. He was. Or was it just the chip in his head? I think he was, though, because he, like, none of them were, like, talking he or anything. Attitude. He didn't seem cold at all. But that was, like, he, like, he had, like, he frost had frosted eyes. But, like, my question is, like, is so is it it's still warm enough for people to survive up there? And yet it's, like, but winter. But it's, like, winter. I don't know. I just, That's the other thing. It needs to be so cold up there. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Rack it up to plumbing issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Alright, so that's science factor fiction. A uh, couple little things to note. Like, <laughs> another Bad Wolf reference. Yeah. One of the channels that they see is Bad Wolf Channel, which is saying the very exciting announcement that the face of Bo is pregnant again with Bomina. <laughs> I love this. I, I also assume that this means that whatever species the face of Bo is is asexual. Yeah, but yeah. I guess perhaps maybe just the, you know, I don't know. I just think it's a fun thing when it's, they just bring up the it's face such of a, like, in random the little ways. yeah thing. I don't know. I enjoy it. Face of Bo is pregnant. <laughs> sure, <laughs> it's just like already such a weird thing, and they just want to keep bringing it back. 
him, her, it, well, face he, of Bo. Yeah. He does come back. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Spoiler. <laughs> Alright, what was in this episode of Confidential? They were talking about evil geniuses and the Doctor's yeah. nemesis. Although, to be fair, I don't really, I didn't really find the editor an evil genius. I think that was taking it a little far. Yeah, they just didn't but use that as they, they use that as talk like about a, that in yeah. other episodes. Like, they went and talked about the master in old episodes. Who is and, the evil genius. Yeah, he's the doctor's equal. Like, mm-hmm. at the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, I noticed... This <laughs> is my favorite thing ever, okay. That I added this? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it's on my mind. Yeah. Just lately, a lot of, like, women in film and gender inequality. And just, they were looking back at the old nemeses and all these. There was, like, one woman that they mentioned in me in my yeah, like one. feminist rage was like why can't women be evil geniuses <laughs> but i think it might be just like an underlying like patriarchy thing that like they wouldn't cast a woman to be like an evil genius like the equal of the doctor mm-hmm. they're more likely to now than old yeah. too but it's just something i know but like yeah one... for sure it was yeah just the one because to be a real like there's, like, baddies all the time, but to be a real, like, nemesis, like, the well, master somebody enough, compared... Exactly. <laughs> That's the underlying thing that I'm getting at, is, like, they just wouldn't, you know, the women are for his assistants, his companions, and then, like, another man would be his equal, but they wouldn't put another woman in there. Just something to think about. I'm trying to think, like, in this the new series, like, how often is Baddie a female? Anyway, not, not half. No. Oh, for sure not half. I would agree. So, there's I'm not saying it's, it's perfect and equal (laughs) now. I'm just saying you're more likely to see it now. Yeah. But, yeah. They meant, but, like, in that, they mentioned one female, quote-unquote, evil genius that they were talking about. I was like, oh, well. One. <laughs> we have one. Well, yeah, they gotta give us one or else we complain about it. Mm-hmm. The one was Cassandra? No, like in the old series. Oh. There's one woman, Dr. Evil something that they mentioned. Yeah. And then in anybody all else they mentioned the was series. a man. <laughs> so. Cassandra is a good one, though, from the, from the current. She's not really, like... An evil genius. She is evil, and she's not stupid. Yeah, I mean, she comes back. <laughs> yeah, genius might be a little far, but... She causes some trouble, yeah. so that's... Cause trouble for the doctor after the replacement. True. Alright, so what did we grade this episode? I'm gonna give it a B. Just average? Yeah. I'm not gonna explain it, that's all. <laughs> okay. B. Uh, I, Linda and I, apparently, are very similar in our grading <laughs> systems. I also say B. There's things I, I disliked about it. Uh, Jaggerfest being <laughs> my biggest one and some four or five hundred issues and stuff. But I'm all about the love of the, of the underlying commentary. And I'm all about, like, revolt against the corporations. <laughs> and that's very much a part of me. So <laughs> I appreciated that part. Uh, apparently I'm very harsh. In like the episode. I gave it a C because I thought it was below average. Um, I'm not really a fan of the episodes where they take 
the doctor knows out of it. Like, there's just a lot of Adam's story, which I wasn't into, and the, like, the technology of, like, the streaming thing in her head and the hands on the things was just silly. And, like you said, the Jaggerfest was just kind of a Jaggerfest silly a thing. So, you get a C. Sorry. <laughs> Below average is what I'm saying. There's, it's not even up to, like, standards. <laughs> All right, let's move along to episode 8, Father's Day, May 14th, 2005, written by Paul Cornell, directed by Joe Ahern again. Again. The doctor takes Rose back to the day her father died, but when she tries to save him, she creates a paradox that damages time and space. As the universe starts to come apart, the monstrous reapers, creatures that feed on time distortions, (laughs) begin to consume the earth. And this time, the doctor will not be able to save the day. Oh, no. (laughs) It's because her dad needs to. Um, They call them the Reapers, but I don't think they ever actually name them in the episode. He just says these creatures. I'm trying to think back now. Do they not? I think I read in the trivia or something that they don't actually... Call them that? Yeah. But they are performing, in some ways, the function of Grim Reapers or something. Yeah, and the design was inspired by, like, the hood The hood and, the and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was so. They did that in Confidential. They talked about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, they, they, they called them the Reapers, but... In this episode, Rose is the main character. And yeah. the Doctor yeah. is secondary to her. It's really her story. I like that. What do you think, Linda? This was not one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> it just, like, didn't like her dad. It just, like, highlighted how, like, his stupid schemes were. Yeah. Like, how... I did like how, like, her mom painted this picture for him, for her, for Rose of, like, the good qualities of her dad. And then, like, she had that to grow up with. Mm-hmm. Like, that mm-hmm. view of him. And then... <laughs> Jackie did something right. <laughs> and then, like, Rose, like, had such a good view of him. She's like, I want to go see my dad. And yeah. then she comes back, and he's, like, this big, like, letdown. Like, saying the wrong name at the wedding. And, like... <laughs> That's doing... pretty bad. <laughs> like, yeah. And then Jackie's just like, yeah, whatever. Get it over with. I'm like, why would you get married to someone like that? <laughs> yeah. Know. It makes you wonder, like, if he hadn't died... Didn't, like, he hit on the road probably a little the very beginning? He said, like, one he, little he thing. Like, and why was... would, like, why would he dump a girl like you? Like, a pretty girl like you or yeah, something? Yeah, I didn't feel anything. like it was, like, super yeah, hitting on her, but creepy. it's creepy enough because it's her dad, yeah. right? It's just something about her appearance. Like, she's pretty or something. Yeah. She was just like, no, we're not going anywhere <laughs> yeah, near not that. Not anywhere near it. But, yeah, he wasn't, like, hitting on her. That would have been for a different show. <laughs> Jerry Springer. <laughs> the Time Lord edition. Oh, God. But that wasn't the story they're trying to tell. Like, no. What happens when you meet your father and he doesn't know that you're, he's your father? Like, that's not the that. very different story. That shit can happen. And, like, yeah. the whole, like, paradox thing, it was confusing to me. Like, mm. I did watch the episode twice and I was still like, hmm. I don't really understand this. <laughs> I've seen it more than twice and I still feel <laughs> Yeah. This is our first big, like, paradox thing, like, example of... He's always talking about how, like, we can't do this because of the rules of time. And this is the first time we break those rules. And, 
these creatures come out that we never see again, even though he breaks the rules all the time. So yeah, drop that idea. I mean, the doctor decides like who can be saved and who can't be saved and when they can be saved. And I think he uses the excuse in this one, like, well, two sets of us being there made this a vulnerable point in time, which I'm like, okay, now you're just making shit up. And then he said, I know what I'm doing and you don't. That's why I'm allowed to save people. And I just felt like that was just them blatantly being like, we don't know exactly why she can't save He's always coming up with excuses yeah. for why he can mess with time, but no one else can. Well, and his excuse of, like, there's two sets of us there, I'm like, you're the one who brought her there twice. Yeah, he yeah. should have known. You created that that point, in, that vulnerable point in time. Yeah, the fact that he brought her there at all is, like, an example of how he's not, he doesn't always think like a human. Yeah. And he didn't think... <laughs> Like, that she would react like that? Like, if she's not just gonna stand there and watch her dad die. She did the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then he brought her... Oh, he brought her there again! I just, Every time he does it, I'm oh, like... Oh, you wanna watch him die again? Okay. <laughs> One more time. I just... Get I the camera know. out. He could've at least at that point... Because even just from a basic standpoint, being like, I can't because it'll make it a vulnerable point of time. I'm sorry, Rose. Like, I know Don't you wanted to be it. with him, yeah. but... Like, well, he's cocky. He thinks he can do anything. He is cocky, but anyway. Yeah. So it's what's a, she like? The whole... He's like, don't, they can't see us, because that'll definitely fuck things up. Like, and then, then she they... runs in front of themselves. Yeah. She's... And they just disappear. Yep. Well, because I guess it's that... like rewriting what history is. Except they do that, they go back on their own timelines in I'm, other ways. And... I know. <laughs> It's still, like, two different times. It's just... This is the first time a story has really dealt specifically with... A timeline. Messing with the time. Yeah. It's the first of many. And, um, they just... They just... Leave some things out. I feel like maybe they didn't quite know exactly what the rules were going to be yet. Yeah. It's a typical thing for, like, the first time they do something in in a series, they don't have good rule. Like, the first time they talked about the rift yeah. in that episode. I was like, It's um, very different. This is not what we know. The and rift. the next time they go and what it is in Torchwood. Like, it yeah. evolves. Like, maybe they didn't know it would be like, for the rift, especially, that it would become such a major thing. Yeah. It was just a thing they kind of made up for that episode and then it became something else. But this is like, the rules of time. You know that's going to come up again. They're like, let's create this <laughs> <laughs> creature creatures that come when he fucks with time too much we never see these things again and I he know. does way crazier stuff with time. i know and it really would make sense if they at least brought them back maybe they realized they were stupid and they didn't make sense like they can't <laughs> they can't go in the church he's like get in the church the church is old it will protect us like they feed on time distortions but they can't get in an old church because Jesus was protecting the church. <laughs> That's what it is, not time, it's Jesus. Jesus, oh, Jesus would not let that happen. It's like, <laughs> stay away, creatures. This is the house of the Lord. The power, of, <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. Oh my god. <laughs> it all makes sense now, right? Right? Isn't that clear? The answer everything? is always Jesus, even in Doctor Who. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll ever make an episode where he goes back and sees Jesus. I, I mean, they won't that. because that's opening way too big a can of worms. But I feel they like should. they could do it in like a kind of cheeky kind of way of like he's not 
Jesus, really, but it's, like, alluding to that. Yeah. And they would, like, they won't piss people off of that shit. No. I, like, <laughs> when Rose and her dad and um, the doctor are all in the apartment, and she's like, oh, you were here, and all your shit's around, and yeah. stuff. And then the Rose and Doctor have one of their awesome epic fights, <laughs> and he storms out. And when uh, when her dad's like, oh, like, your boyfriend leave you and stuff, and she's like, we're not a couple. Why does everyone always say that? I thought that was a little bit like talking <laughs> to the audience, like a little bit of like, yeah. like there's always so much. Like, even at that point, I know it was early, it was just starting, but people were like, what's between Rose and the Doctor? Because like, that's our obsession. Maybe it's just yeah. looking back on it now. I always find it amusing <laughs> a little bit to myself. Yeah, that's funny. Um, they do that a lot, though. They bring up little things of, like... What the audience is thinking. Yeah, and what's been or said. Or, like, and... their weird relationship. And it's like, oh, my God, they're so in love. Like, they have moments sometimes where you think they're just, like, so together. But then at the same time, if you look at it, like... They are in love with each other in a way, especially oh, the course. next season when yes. he's cuter. Um, like they're definitely, Linda disagrees with that mm, assessment. They're definitely <laughs> in love, but like love. they it's, have like no sexual love. Yeah. No, it's more than that. It's this whole other but it is time traveling like, level of love. Is it is like romantic? <laughs> definitely like on Rose's side, she is. There is a and I think from him from him at times. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's, you know, been around for 900 years, and sometimes a tree's really hot, too. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Jack. <laughs> no, I mean Jabe in the first episode. <laughs> in, like, the second episode. <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> I'm <Jack>. <laughs> <laughs> I not exactly what I meant. But, yeah. but I think the doctor, like doesn't want to give her that idea because I don't think so either. He's kind of like cut off emotionally at some point. Like he won't allow himself to be in that kind of relationship. So he'll like protect her and like love her in his way. Yeah. But he'll never he'll be flirty even a little bit, but he'll never like even kiss her or like be romantic or sexual in that way. Yeah. I would argue the relationship changes between this season and the next with the regeneration. Because I think she is mo- she is more attracted to well, the Well, and suddenly, generation. to the outside world, it seems more age-appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to the audience, who knows he's still 900 years older than her. Yeah. But, um, you know what I mean? In that sense, I think that changes it a little bit. And yeah, but he she's changes like, physically she so that she's more attracted to him. But he also changes his personality. A little bit, yeah. And he is, like, younger and more fun just in his personality. Mm-hmm. And they get along even better. And so for her, it's probably really difficult. Like, now he's younger and cuter, and I'm even more attracted to him. And he's, yeah. like, different, but he's still the same, and I love... So... Yeah. Poor Rose. Poor <laughs> Like, she gets to have him as her best friend, stay with him, and, like, everything, but, like, there's still, like, that... She wants more. And he can't. He just can't. She's got Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Drop me off once in a while to sex <laughs> with Mickey. And then I'll go on adventures yeah. with you. Perfect arrangement. So that's a bit of a tangent. <laughs> yeah. All right, back to the episode. It's the 80s. It is the 80s. So 80s. They did Everyone a good loves job. the 80s. I hate the 80s. It's hideous. 
It's so bad. Did you see her hair? But that's why hairs. it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. She spent a lot of so... time. I mean, that yeah. wedding dress is something. Oh. <laughs> and they, talk, they talked in a confidential, but like peach. They used so peach much peach. Peach was really big for bridesmaids yeah. dresses. Peach. I don't even <laughs> like. I like peaches as a food, but when I think about the color peach, I'm immediately like, that's, no. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, they did a good job of making it, like, 80s without, like... Without two 80s? Yeah, without <laughs> being, like, crazy, like, joke 80s. They made it just yeah. unbelievable, mm-hmm. like, 87 or whatever it was. No, they did a good job. I liked it. And it is 1987, yep. so Jackie is, like, 20 years younger, almost, and... Mickey is like five or six years old because he's there, which I don't know if we really knew that they were um, like long, like lifelong friends, basically, where their families at least knew each other. He was at we, yeah, we knew that they lived like because they seem to live like in close. close. Yeah. I don't know if it's the exact same tenement building, but like kind of like in the same area. But I don't know why yeah. I assume that. I just had that in my head. So I don't even, because it's never, like, explicitly said. It's just in my head. Yeah. It's... And also, they don't show, like, his parents or anything. And we learn later that he was raised by his grandmother. Yeah. But they don't put that, they don't, like, explain, like, how their families know each other. He's just, like, a kid that <laughs> her parents know. Mm-hmm. He is a lot, but, like, I never assumed he was that much older than her. I would have thought they were the same age. Yeah, so did I. Because he does not seem like... Older and wiser. He does not <laughs> seem older and wiser. He seems to seem That is like, accurate. Let's go to the pub and watch the match or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think it's funny what Jackie says about him. He's like... Yeah. <laughs> does it, Does he do it to Rose? He runs up to Rose mm-hmm. and grabs her. Yeah, it's Rose. And she's like, I think I imprinted on Mickey like a mother duck <laughs> or something. Yeah, Jackie's like, oh, that little boy, he'll just grab onto anyone and he won't let go. God help when he gets a girlfriend. Uh-oh. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yep. That's funny. You can't argue like, that. I mean, it's very, that is his character, right? Like, he, he, yeah. it's, when we talk about the first episode, we were all like, he's so clean. Yeah. It's just another Mickey joke to throw yeah. in there. That's what Mickey in this episode. With his character. Make fun of one of his character traits. Um, I think that's maybe the first time that the doctor treats Rose like she's just another stupid human. Like, he says to her, like, I did it again, just picked up another stupid human after she saves her dad. She just brought on the end of the world. Yeah, but this is the first time he said it to her before about humans. About humans, but not about her. Yeah. Yeah. So this is really, like... Ultimate diss. Yeah. Turning of the table. (laughs) Um, so she's really hurt by that, I think. Yeah. Cause they, they fight, they, like, they, they do some good fighting in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's always thinks of herself as special and, like, on his side and, like, not just an ordinary human. And he's like, oh my god, you're just... <laughs> you're just... <laughs> yeah. Keeps her in check. And it's funny when he's talking to the baby, Rose, <laughs> after he's kind of, like kind of forgiven her. I don't know. Things are settled down, I guess. I mean, they're still in danger. But he's just, like, hanging out with the baby. <laughs> he's like, you're not gonna bring about the end of the world now, are you? But she kind of does. Yeah. yeah. Several times. Yeah. In different ways. Or, like, does, like, change like change the world. Yeah. I know, Linda, you were saying, like, you weren't a big fan of um, Rose's dad, because he's 
ridiculous and tangled yeah. down like a proper job and stuff. And I had to admit, though, for like all his faults, he's he's not stupid. Like he puts things together in this mm. episode. Like he he kind of he sees the car. Like he figures out all that. He figures out that he's her father. He you know what I mean. And I, he's very like accepting. He's like, oh. You're a time traveler, and you're my daughter, and you're here. And I felt like that was, like, maybe that's where Rose gets that. Just kind of like, oh, this is what's happening. All right. Like. Accepted. You yeah. know what I mean? I felt like maybe she gets maybe, that from her dad. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he just hadn't had, like, a thing like that in his life to kind of spur him on and, like, bring out that greatness in him. Like, what if Rose hadn't run into the doctor? She would just be a shop be girl. Working in the life. shop and, like, not doing anything. Maybe. So, yeah. like I said, like, some people, when they meet the doctor, they, like, step up to the plate and, like, become a worthy companion or helper or whatever in their own way, and some people can't handle it. Yep. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> <laughs> like Adam. We learn, um, there's a hint about Time Lords, too, because he's like, mm-hmm. oh, the Reapers are tearing and they're sterilizing the world. <laughs> Not quite like that. Um, And he's like, if the Time Lords were still here and hadn't killed them all by ending the Time War, didn't say that either. (laughs) He's like, we this is something we would have dealt with and stopped from happening. So like, I don't know. I just like at that Mm -hmm. point, I was like, there's a bunch of people like, oh no, something bad's happening. Let's repair that rip in time. Yeah, it makes you wonder about because that what the Time Lords do. Yeah, like all we know is the Doctor when he does, but he's not a usual time lord no they don't mess with time they don't just travel around for fun they just kind of watch over everything and that's my assumption based on this comment is that they're kind of like and what we see of them later they're all very like ceremonial and like calm and like watching over things and not messing with things and telling the doctor not to mess (laughs) with things so yeah that's interesting a little tidbit about the time lords and what they did you'll see time lords <laughs> Eventually. Uh, anything else about this story? It's sad. I get a slightly weepy. <laughs> I when when Rose and her dad are talking, she makes up this childhood of mm. of him being like this awesome dad, and she's like, "You read me every night. You took us for picnics and stuff." And he knows himself well enough to just be like, "That's." That's not me. <laughs> I would never like do that. I find that so sad. Like he knows he's not a good. He, yeah. he knows he's not going to be a good dad, and he knows that he wasn't a good dad. And and she made up this story to make him feel good. And so I don't know. It was just it's kind of sad. <laughs> it is sad to see someone like. No, I know I'm not a good person. Yeah, but or in the not end, good. It's not that he's a bad person, but he's no, but like, he's not capable of. of fulfilling all the needs that are necessary which is really probably what like spurs him to be like i'm gonna step up and be a good dad and save the world yeah yeah in the end you know yeah Yeah. i liked rose's dad in like the parallel universe oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and the doctor also like even though he knows right from the beginning that they could just have him he just needs to die he attempts to fix it another way. Mm-hmm. But I always think the doctor, like, knows, like, the end goal of these things. Like, he's he's doing all this so that she can figure out herself and that Pete can figure out. And he lets himself get eaten by the Reaper to even more, like, drive this point home of, like, Sometimes, you have I don't to know. figure this out. 
You think that the doctor is very much like you always are like the doctor knows this and is testing her and is I don't know I don't think necessarily that well, that's always what he's doing. I think so. I, I don't think he's. I mean, he like lets her try to like he tries to figure it out without having to kill Pete, but maybe like once the Reaper got in, he's like, "Well, we're gonna have to do this the hard way, and I'm just gonna have to like." sacrifice myself and let them figure it out because he knows we're fucked if they don't do it so we're fucked or they figure out that that's the only way and well like, yeah I but i'm just help her get there yeah i don't know i don't give you think he really trouble. just like got eaten yeah <laughs> i think he got eaten tish. i don't think he... <laughs> i don't think he's stupid enough to just be like i don't I don't look at it. I mean, at that moment, he was just worried about everyone else, which I think is true to his character. I think he knows he's more important in a situation like this than other people. Even though he's got the thing about saving everyone, and he has a nice conversation with that couple about how oh, ordinary people—they're the most special. But really, they're not going to fix this problem. You are, Time Lord. Yeah. But he hmm. does that by uh, removing himself from the situation. I agree to disagree with you on that front. All right, then. <laughs> um, bad Wolf references? Yeah. Posters. Well, bad Wolf written on a poster plastered on the wall. Just a little, a little something. Just a little We're getting closer one. to the end, so they have to put a little something in every episode. Well, there is... Something yeah in every episode, isn't there? Maybe. Julia says yes. yes. <laughs> not, not positive. Yeah. I'm this is one that like I definitely notice. Yeah, for sure. It's no. In the shot, it's something you see. It's not like the bad wolf or... one landing, and that I don't know. There's yeah, something... no, this one is is visual, and there may be something in every episode, but not something that you're definitely gonna notice. True. Um, science fact or fiction. I had issues with the old church being old because, uh, it doesn't make sense. Like the concept of like time, like how long church has existed as a church in like human thinking, it's been probably, it's probably a couple hundred years old, but like break it all down. Like each atom, every brick, like rock that built the church is like billions of years old because it's from the earth and like those atoms everything would have started at the big bangs everything's technically the same age plus like we learned like time isn't linear especially in this universe yeah and all of a sudden being old is important uh and aside from that he's like get in the church it's old it'll stop the reapers okay so old things stop them but then once one slips in he's like i'm the oldest thing in here eat me yeah it's like i know i was a little bit confused it can't get through an old church wall but it can eat something even older yeah yeah i just obviously fish (laughs) i don't know i have no answer for that (laughs) Just another flaw in this, uh... Okay. Uh, in Confidential, they were talking about the 80s. Yes, they t- the peach and the and bridesmaids' dresses and the hair. Oh, yeah. And, um, and then they also talked about paradoxes, because this is our first big one. Yeah. And how we dealt with it in the past. 
Old I mean, as soon as you time travel, you're always going to have paradox issues. Yeah, but I mean, time isn't linear, so every time you go back, you're just like starting a new timeline, maybe. Yeah. Or fitting into the time. It's wibbly wobbly. Either way, you still have to explain <laughs> it to an audience, right? So. Yeah, just the they, concept of I what a paradox is. I would say is. they did not do a great job in this episode of like creating rules that they were going to stick to. Yeah. Alright, so what would your grade be? C plus. C plus? Yeah, you did not like like this one. (laughs) Below average. Yeah. Just like the paradox was like too confusing for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was automatically like. It was like, get used to that. (laughs) (laughs) So turn off. Yeah. What about you? I gave it a B plus. I actually. I'm like a bit of a character development whore and stuff. So I like (laughs) really enjoyed this one. Um, yeah, I also gave it a B plus because of the, like, story and the character stuff. Obviously, I have issues with the paradox and the reaper, yeah, the, the, paradox te- the science fiction <laughs> stuff. But, um, as far as Doctor Who episodes go, I think it was pretty good with the emotional stuff and the characters and sacrificing yourself and all that kind of stuff. So, Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we're done with these three episodes. Yeah. Three, in, three in one. Good job. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> so next week is a two-parter with, um, you know, scary things. <laughs> <laughs> Gas masks. Scary children. Um, right, so we have a question for you, like we said we would. <laughs> we want you to answer and tell us so we can talk about it next episode. So our question is a uh, pretty broad, basic question. Uh, where slash when would you go if you had a TARDIS? It's a big question. Good right? question, Tish. Thank you. <laughs> I thought of it with my brain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for this episode. You can email us. Doctors Companions Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your answer to any other questions. This question for next week or your favorite one off companion. Whatever. Just just email us. Or your thoughts. Thoughts, on... concerns, questions. <laughs> just say hey. Holla. Uh, <laughs> And as always, in the description of this episode is a link to my blog for a blog post about this episode, uh, links to anything we talk about or just some more stuff. And, um, yeah. <laughs> We're getting really good at this outro thing, guys. Yeah. And make sure you turn into our next one where we talk Turn about- into it. Yeah, one. turn into it. Where we talk about... <laughs> Turn into the gas list. Nine and ten. Yep. Bye.